0: Well, good morning and welcome to St John's virtual service. Today is Sunday the 29th of November. Uh, My name is Matthew Luff. I'm the Vicar of St John's and uh, just uh, welcome to you. And if you want to uh, get in contact with us, I'm sure there's a button somewhere else on the screen or on the page. Um, And you can get in touch with us and just find out what's going on. Tell us how it is for how you are and where you are. Um, I've just got a couple of bits of news, a bit of housekeeping, if you like. Uh, just to uh, keep the church informed about what's going on and um, obviously the big thing is going to be how we're going to respond to or what are we going to do uh, now that we're in a different situation once the lockdown has been lifted and the Bishop of London has welcomed uh, a return to services but we haven't yet had any kind of information about when and how that might start I'm going to work towards the sixth of December because <coughs> that makes sense. Um, but we, <laughs> because but that's but it could be it could be later than that. So we will keep you uh, informed as soon as we can. It doesn't mean uh, that there's a return to using the centre for home groups at the moment. So um, just be mindful of that, and um, we do, we need to manage our expectations together. That's important. Um, secondly, a huge thank you uh, to all the work that's gone into the Christmas boxes, uh, and that's a fantastic thing to be doing really really encouraging by the way uh, that we're able to reach out to people uh, with love and grace and kindness so huge thank you to everybody who's donated everybody who's involved in the distribution i know there's a lot of driving around uh, to be done and um, uh, just a really lovely gift to the people that who've turned to us and who we can help uh, that's really helpful and thirdly just a thank you to Padre Alec Batty uh, who moves uh, to Winchester barracks uh, this week and will continue his ministry amongst the troops uh, uh, there so uh, thank I'd like to thank him particularly for his gentle and kind way in which he deals with things so um, just we'll miss him um, uh, he's been really he's been really helpful and we look forward to, to welcoming uh, the new padre Cathy in the new year so that's important so thank you very much for all of those things uh, this morning's uh, little uh, thought to get us uh, get our heads together, get us thinking about why we're together, comes from Paul's letter to the church in Corinth. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these words, this encouragement of what it is for you to reveal Jesus Christ to us how he helps us understand, how we can wait with confidence for his return, knowing that you are sovereign and Lord over all. Help us to live faithfully in the knowledge of that truth. Amen. Uh, Now today's reading is uh, set for Matthew chapter 13 verses 1 through to 46. I'm going to confess right away, I'm going to cheat and I'm just going to do half of it and you'll see why shortly. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, Even what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I said I would cheat a little bit, and that's because in this long passage, Jesus explains two of the parables to the disciples. Uh, uh, So I want to focus more particularly on two of the things he says and what they mean. In verse 10, the disciples come to Jesus and ask, why do you speak to the people in parables? And Jesus replies, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. It's very hard, uh, sort of harsh sounding kind of of passage. Why why would Jesus say that? And what provokes the question in the first place? One of the interesting things uh, about the structure of Matthew's gospel is that it's only at this point that Jesus starts speaking in parables. So actually this is a new thing uh, that Jesus is doing and the meaning behind it and the purpose of it become quite clear as we go on. But it's an interesting shift, isn't it? If we think about how Jesus preached the power, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, um, but the people responded, uh, they were amazed because he taught as one who had authority, not as one of their teachers of the law. So clearly Jesus is preaching it's powerful and stuff. Um, but why has Jesus switched tack here? Well, Jesus talks about how this group of people, though seeing do not see, and well, though hearing do not hear or understand. There's something about the, the, their character or their temperament, or just the way they look at the world that isn't uh, hitting, the, you know, hitting the truth, isn't sort of seeking. And I think that's quite interesting. And I think it's quite current and, and contemporary, actually. Um, but there's, there's a point here where we've seen in the previous two chapters, jesus has been preaching in the area around galilee so this this passage is kind of a following on from that it begins that same day so jesus is is responding to what he's experiencing uh, as a result of the ministry in galilee and what he's seen is this kind of refusal to accept john the baptist's testimony about him Uh, he's seen tyre and sidon's refusal to accept the miracles and, and and come to faith He's had arguments about legalism with people that the teachers of the law have said, no, 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 this is what we must do. That's what it says. And Jesus is saying, you haven't understood the purpose behind that. Um, He's had people begging to have more signs. um, And and Jesus is is seeing actually there's this kind of shallowness to them. They want to have what's in front of you, they want to know something, but when you tell them it, they're not that interested and they don't seek or, or develop or, or or get hungry, really, for, for this for this knowledge, for what it actually means. And that's, that's quite a telling thing. So it's no surprise, I suppose, that he goes in with the, the parable of the sower, or, or I think German churches call it the parable of the soils, which is probably a more accurate reflection because it's about how we receive the different ways in which we receive Uh, the good news about Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, the life he offers us and and the call uh, which which we're to answer and his eventual return. Those are all good things and even so we find that for lots of different reasons, even today, especially perhaps today, people get distracted and and they don't find uh, their way through. We will look at those in more depth in your home groups. I will prepare very difficult questions and some really helpful questions I hope, just joking. So it's quite an interesting thing that Jesus says, the secrets of the ki- the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Somehow the disciples stand out. The disciples are people who have uh, pursued, followed, found Jesus. Remember when Philip uh, sort of finds Jesus, he runs to Andrew, finds Philip, and they, they say, I found the one about the scriptures, I found the Messiah, I found the one. Uh, and there's this excitement about them. They've, they've realised who he is and they want to get everything from him that they can. That's what separates the two of them. It's not as though Jesus is saying, "Well, I'm not going to tell them." It's just like they're not interested. Look at what I've shown them. Look at what I've done, and you know they're not interested. But you, you, you've you've come to follow me, uh, and you've answered that call. And actually by following me and learning from me, you will understand more and more and I will give you more and more and more. And so that abundance, uh, that life is gonna flow out of uh, out, out from him and into them and, and they will have wisdom and understanding as a result. It's quite an important dynamic, isn't it? Because it could on first reading look like Jesus was being a bit, you know, mean but actually he's just saying, this is how the world is. I came and they didn't receive me. Look at the beginning of John's gospel. His own people didn't recognize him. So it's really important uh, to sort of recognize that Jesus is saying, no, this is how they are, but you, you if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm gonna give you more and I'm gonna give you more and you will grow in understanding and you will be enriched by it. In fact, in verse 16, he talks about that even more. Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. So that's really important but what is it that Jesus is you know what is it and how does that help us today what is it that Jesus is really drawing together well you know Jesus accurately describes what people are like the Sermon on the Mount was a really good description of what people are really like he he, he draws together our understanding of ourselves we can say actually when we see Jesus we can see him we see ourselves in his preaching he's talking to us He he's, he can describe how we are and he provides he provides for our deepest need, our deepest malady, if you like, He, he he's able to do that. Not only, not only able to heal or encourage or, or uh, open our minds, but actually to forgive us our sins and give us new life and, and bring us into a relationship with God that was broken. Jesus provides for our deepest malady. And he's wholly pure. Nobody's able to throw anything out at him. Nobody's able to say, oh, well, you know, Jesus was a bit you know, a bit fishy on this issue or a bit washy on that. He was completely pure. He was holy. He, pre- Holy, holy. <laughs> and he presents to us and to the world complete fullness of life, the abundant life that he talks about giving to his, those who hear his voice. He connects. For us, he connects the dots of history. He is the beginning and the end. He, he makes helps us make sense of it all. He helps us draw together those sorts of things. Those where is, where is this all going? What is happening here? Where is it heading? And he answers our pain and our suffering. He talks to us about how to endure and he understands and he appreciates it because of course he suffered so much himself. And ultimately he rose from the dead. Lots of people have said amazing and fascinating and helpful things but not one of them has risen from the dead. Only Jesus Christ has done that. And so that to us is the vindication of his, his, his holiness, his divinity um, and the life that he offers us, that his atoning death for us made sense. So the disciples are in this lovely position, aren't they? Where they encountered Jesus Christ and they are seeing glimpses of these things in him already and we've got the fullness of that. We've got the fullness of those uh, those things coming to, to coming to life in us now. He's still true. <laughs> He's still meaningful. He still speaks into our our lives. He still describes what it's like uh, to be a human being. And so we're blessed. We're blessed if we know Jesus Christ because we can gain understanding and we can see uh, more and help understand, our, help us our own understanding about where this is all going and, and, and where we are and how we fit into history and God's plans and, and what even they might be. Towards the end of his life, um, C.S. Lewis wrote that, I believe in Christianity as I believe in the sun, that the sun has risen, uh, not because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. I'll say that again. I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else and he's had this wonderful perspective he's able to understand looking back on his life he's able to understand the different ways in which Jesus had helped him the different shifts and things he experienced were were bringing him actually closer to Jesus Christ that there was purpose and and meaning in it and I find that really encouraging one we don't know uh, what's going on in a lot of ways? Do we? We we have a scientific explanation for COVID. We have perhaps economic uh, explanations for why our situation is as it is. But it's only through Jesus Christ that we will see uh, different things going on. What it what it might mean to us? Consider it for the moment. The parable of the sower, the you know, soils. You know, what in what ways were we dependent on other things? Um, rather than focusing on Jesus Christ, nurturing uh, that relationship in us. In what ways were we? Could we have been like the people that Jesus had um, been travelling amongst in the in the area around Galilee? Were we always? Were, do we want more signs, or are we just sort of in, listening to the teaching, going, Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's not that's not the response, is it? We we learn from this. We gain understanding as we remember the different things in which we've been shaped. Different things that even today, even this week, may have been chipped away because Jesus said, yeah, you don't need that, have this instead. And that's how he works. When we remember the different things he's done for us, where he's that exchange, where we've taken to him some part of ourselves that was dependent or, or, or really sort of tied up in knots, or holding on to something so tightly that we couldn't see where God wanted to lead us. And that's really important. It was an issue for the people of Jesus' time. It's an issue for our age. And sometimes it's even an issue within the church. And we have to be open and honest about that. That's absolutely fine. Because Jesus is drawing people and he promises that we'll be blessed when we put our trust in him and seek to gain understanding of him and through him of ourselves and who we we are, because he has made us for his relationship, relationship with him there's a little sting in the tail isn't there in the last in the last um, parable the parable of the weeds Jesus explains that the the field is the world and the good seed stands for the sons of the kingdom the people who listen to him are called in as children of God what a fantastic thing but the sting in the tail is that if we don't encounter this if we don't deal with this then we then we face destruction what's on our face life eternal or destruction our own destruction and so there's a sting in the tail there and these parables and the whole way in which the disciples, we follow the disciples response to Jesus Christ because it's it's our responsibility to to nurture that. That's why I say, remember the things that he has done for us. Read uh, with him the things he has is saying to you today, tomorrow, the rest of the week. Spend our time listening to his word, listening to him speak to us through it and leading us to, uh, his future, the future he has for us. We know he will return. We know he will come back, and we know he's coming back for us. So let's hold on to those things, and allow his truths uh, to grow us. Amen. Now, if we're going to have, uh, if we're going to have an attitude where we are going to allow the knowledge of Jesus Christ to help us, then. We need to acknowledge sometimes we don't really pay much attention so let's use this confession god be gracious to us and bless us make your face shine upon us lord have mercy lord have mercy may your ways be known on the earth your saving power among the nations christ have mercy christ have mercy You, Lord, have made known your salvation and reveal your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Well, may the God who loved us, the world so much, he sent his son to be our savior, forgive us our sin, make us holy to serve him in the world through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Now, going to ask Anne to continue in prayer.
1: Let us pray. Father God, we thank you and praise you that through Jesus we have come into your kingdom. Open our eyes and ears to see and hear what it means to be part of the kingdom and to grow in our understanding. Help us to put down deep roots so that we aren't overtaken by the temptations and desires of this world or by anger about the past or fear of what is to come. Lord, teach us to step out in faith and sow seeds into people's lives by our prayers, words and actions. We pray for those we know and those who have gone from this church to be proactive in this country and around the world. We thank you for the encouragement of seeing fruit from things we've said or done in the past, but give us patience and perseverance in times of slow growth and disappointment. Lord, we pray for our country We pray that we may live and act as a Christian nation, showing love and respect for one another. We pray for those campaigning to ensure freedom of speech and Christian values in our media and the legislation. Lord, we pray for governments, local leaders and their advisors about the difficult decisions that they have to make to deal with the effect of COVID as well as Brexit. Lord, give them wisdom and open their ears to hear and follow your guidance. We pray for schools, colleges and universities that they will be able to help people reach their full potential in spite of the challenges they face. Give young people hope for their future. And bless chaplains and Christian unions as they reach out to their communities so that your kingdom will grow. Father God, bless and guide our health and social care providers keep them safe from COVID and give them the resources, energy and compassion they need. We thank you for their commitment. And we pray for those we know in hospital care homes or who are struggling with ill health at home. Lord, release your healing love and peace upon them. As we start Advent, we pray that people everywhere will come to understand the significance of Christmas. And we pray for comfort and support for those for whom it is a difficult and lonely time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers, and let our cry come unto you. Amen.
0: So as we take, as we take our, our, our faith, our understanding out into the world, in, into our lives, in, amongst the people that we know and meet, let's have these, these words from Psalm 100 in our hearts. So, Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to seek the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say, Amen.